You're listening to the Paranormal Peeps on the Darkcast Network. Come to the dark side of indie podcasts with the Darkcast Network. We have cookies. Between the realm of the dead and the journeys of the living, join Josh, Jamie, and Elisa as they delve into the vast world of the paranormal and breathe life back into the history of the departed. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Jamie. And I'm Elisa. And we have some stories for you guys that if you if you are coolerophobia phobic or phasmophobic, this is going to be awful for you. What is that even? That is the fear of clowns and the fear of ghosts. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you guessed it. We have clown ghost stories. That's a new one. So are these supposed to be true? These are submitted by people to Reddit and to Quora. Supposed to be true, but these are all uh, people's stories that they submitted. Okay. All right. So the first one says, this happened in the same house as the basement dancer. It was 1989, I believe at around 9.30 p.m. or 10 p.m., and everyone in the house was already settled in except for my two oldest sisters, 13 and 14. They're getting ready for bed, and where the bathroom, which had a connecting door to the basement near the toilet, my oldest sister was actually using the restroom while the other was brushing her hair. Well... As she was doing that, she heard a strange noise coming from the basement. See, she was the only one that actually told me this story. I was too young to remember anything. How old was she? Younger than 13, so I'm guessing probably... 12. Six. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like eight or younger. Ten or younger, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Six, you know. Yeah. It's nine and a half. I still say 12. <laughs> nine and three quarters. She asked my oldest sister if she heard the noise, and she said yes. So then she walked over to the basement door and opens it slowly. She peeked her head around the corner to see the most shocking thing that she's ever seen. She told me she saw this person or demon crawling up the stairs like a baby would. So on like all fours, dressed, in a, dressed in a clown suit. Ew. Ooh, a baby clown. Holding, Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I know where it just gets worse. <laughs> holding what looked like a knife in his hand. Okay. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> right? Nope. And we're out. She told me it was really small, like really short. Like a... A little feet, person. Like a little person. Like three feet tall. Yeah. Right? She gasped and could not move. When she did that, it looked up at her in this freaky grin and then put the knife in its mouth and started up the stairs more quickly, stumbling and catching his toes on each of the steps because of how short it was. She could not move, but... Ma- but make a hesitant sound that scared my oldest sister that then grabbed her arm and but could not move her as she was transfixed on the demon by force. Just about near the top, she then let out a scream. She then told me that the thing stopped, stood up on the steps, and then laughed at her and sounded like a child. Ew. Then it fell backwards down the steps like dead weight, looking like a person that didn't have control of their limbs. She was then pulled into the bathroom with the door shut, shutting hard. Their dad heard the scream, of course, right? Came out of the uh, came out of the bedroom, went to their bathroom. They told him what had happened. He went downstairs to find to find what they saw, but it was empty. Creepy as crud. Right? That would give you nightmares. Like I don't have a fear of ghosts and I don't have a fear of clowns. But that image would be freaky as crud. It would yes, be. It would. I don't care who you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is terrifying. And I've never heard of anything just falling backward like dead weight like that. I haven't either. My question is, is when it fell backwards down the stairs like dead weight, were, did it make 
any banging sounds? I don't know. I mean, I would think that. Well, you would think if it was alive and had weight, it right. would make a noise. But I think you know when you're telling the story. I mean, you would you would know if it made sound or not. But you could say like it fell backward with dead weight, making well, no yeah. sound. She doesn't say either way whether it made a sound, <clears throat> didn't make a sound. So it's like, well, because like I've had um, experiences where I've heard spirits coming up the stairs, yeah. and you hear the the steps, you hear yeah. the the. Yeah. the, the, the the coming up the stairs. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but it doesn't say like no, no. In retelling this story, she doesn't say it made but, sounds coming. Yeah, in. because the dad didn't hear any. Like he didn't. He just he, heard the girl scream. He heard the girl scream. It doesn't say that whether he heard, he heard the yeah. ghost or not. Yeah, weird. But still creepy. Still terrifying. That, that, yeah, mm-hmm. it would be. Honestly, it's like right out of a horror movie. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this this other person whose name is uh, Nicole is great. Answered the core question: Have you ever seen? A ghost clown, right? And she said, yes, when I was a little kid, maybe around 9 or 11 or something. I remember going into the bathroom to grab something. And as soon as I went into my bathroom, I forgot what I wanted to take. So I stood there and tried to remember what it was that I wanted. Then he suddenly appeared in front of me. I remember him being taller than me. He looked like a typical clown you'd see nowadays. Red nose and all that stuff. But he had no color. He was in black and white, and he was just staring at me. He didn't smile or say anything. He just looked so, so sad. I was freaked out, and I immediately ran from him. Not back into the house, though. This bathroom had an exit to the backyard, and for some reason, I ran past him and out into the dark yard. (laughs) Oh, that does not sound like the smart idea. I ran all the way around to the front yard and sat there crying. Then I saw him again from further away, standing near the gate, looking sad again. I felt like he was telling me goodbye. I wish I could explain this somehow. I felt like he was important to me or trying to tell me something. After that, I went to my mom and she was talking to my older sister and told them what had just happened to me, but they just laughed it off. I really want to know if this has any meaning. I feel like it's important, but I can't figure it out. I've never been scared of clowns and I'm still not, but ghosts and paranormal things scare me. Okay, so Nicole, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. First of all, first of all, you were too young to go in a room and forget why you went in there. <laughs> right. That that comes much later in life. <laughs> so that comes after having kids. Yes. So I mean, I come on. <laughs> but yeah, no, that would that would definitely scare you. And and poor choice in running around the, the house, into the backyard past when it's the, dark. Past, past the it. <laughs> yeah. Just poor choice <laughs> when you have another option. But nonetheless, sometimes you don't know why you do what you do in moments when you're terrified. Right. Yeah. So this one is uh, Chandler. And he responds, of course, yes, I was about eight or nine years old. Uh, My brother and I slept in the same room to keep a long story short. I woke up out of what seemed to be a good deep sleep to see a clown beside my brother's bed, bloody, staring at me. I stared and then stared screamed bloody murder, ran into my parents' room. My mother insisted I go get my pillow, and it wasn't there anymore. Ugh. I don't know. I'd probably scream try to wake my brother up. Yeah. I, how did the brother not wake up? My like, kids, you're in the same room. My kids sleep deep. Do they? Alan went running on the treadmill. I could feel the treadmill through the floor because he was below me, mm-hmm. and my kids were in that same room that the treadmill's in. Yeah. Didn't wake up at all. That's amazing. (laughs) 
Sleep through a tornado, those, those kids could. <laughs> they slept through the earthquake. <laughs> That's not surprising. Our, our, our kid did the same thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this one's from Joe. He said, more of a gesture, writing on some weird, very colorful contraption. My, mar- my main experiences are not that of sight, but when I wake up out of a deep sleep, I've seen images in the darkness, maybe left over from my dreams. But what are dreams anyway? Maybe when we sleep, our minds are in touch with other worlds, not limited by physicality. I believe when I woke, I could see beyond the veil, looking at something that does not exist, just not something existing in our world. Something that doesn't exist in our physically limited science either. So hard to say what you saw. I mean, that could be startling, too, if you think about it, because it could be any number of things you're seeing and you don't know what they are. That's kind of like how sleep paralysis is. Yeah. You know, I've had that twice. I've had it like twice in one night. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you. I had it twice and that was more than enough. And I only ever had it in the lake house. Yeah, that's right. I know what this guy's feeling like. But I had a, a gigantic spider crawling down the wall. Oh, I remember that. That was in the apartment. Yeah, you're like, there's a big spider. And you woke me up out of a dead sleep and you're like freaking out. And I'm like, where? where I literally where? woke up two nights ago because in my dream, a spider jumped out and landed on my shoulder. Yeah, and I woke up freaking out, brushing it off my shoulder, like <laughs> sitting up out of my bed. <laughs> totally freaked out, really thinking that it was on there. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is I know I had to have been in that that spot between awake and sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Because I remember opening my eyes and looking at the wall and we always have a TV on in the room. And so I could see the the light bouncing and flickering as the TV was on. And I look up at the wall and this spider that's coming down is the size of a Frisbee. <laughs> no, thank you. Right. I mean, <laughs> legs all web. No, nope. I mean, I'm like just freak. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I did. I freaked out. <laughs> he freaked out. He woke me up. There's a huge spider in here. I'm like, <laughs> it's the size where, of where? my face. Well, He's first, like, it's on the wall next to me. Well, yeah. And then, and then I tell Jamie how big it was and she's like, wait a minute. Seriously. Because <laughs> she's thinking, you know, quarter, like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like your typical Utah spider. Exactly. You know, something that made sense. <laughs> yeah. Not a huntsman spider that doesn't even exist here in Utah. I know. I mean, we were looking all over for it, and he's, I was like, well, how big is it? And he's like, it's like this big, like a dinner plate. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's say reality here. Do you think it went behind this tiny painting on the wall? <laughs> it knocked it off the wall. Yeah, exactly. His legs would be sticking out of it. Oh, my. So this next one is called The Childhood Clown Incident That Still Has Me Wondering. That's a long title. It is a very long title. When I was around five or six years old, my younger brother and I, who would have been around, who would have been about four at the time, were playing in our front yard as we often did. We lived in a very bad town in Southern California, a town that had a bad reputation and numerous trage- tragedies, especially on the street where we lived. Suddenly, I heard laughter coming from across the street. I stopped what I was doing and looked across the street and saw a clown, full suit, makeup, standing on the upper balcony of our neighbor's house. The clown then took out an umbrella floated down from the upper balcony. All right, Miss Mary Poppins. Right. And landed right in front of where my brother and I were playing. I remember the clown started talking to us, but I can't remember, cannot remember what he said. I just remember that he was very loud and would move his arms wildly when he talked. He then took out two large circus-style lollipops and handed one to each of us. The clown said something to us, then pulled the umbrella out, floated back up onto the neighbor's balcony, and went inside. I always chalk this up to something I imagined since I was so young when it happened. 
I never mentioned to any to anyone till I was 19. My brother and I were hanging out with some friends, sharing stories about strange experiences. Like we always do, right? Oh, oh totally. <laughs> so I decided to t- retell the clown story. When all of a sudden, my brother's jaw dropped to the floor. His eyes were the size of dinner plates. He said that he remembered the clown and described details about the incident that I left out. Oh, man. I couldn't believe that he even remembered something like that. I was also in disbelief that it wasn't something that I had, that I had just imagined. <laughs> yeah, that's like a double shock. Like, oh crap, now what? <laughs> right? So what were the details? Yeah, you know. Yeah, he didn't say. Aww. Uh, now, this particular street had its fair share of strange and tragic occurrences from murders, house fires, and overdoses. It was always considered a cursed street. Could we have imagined this? Or was it something that was conjured from all the negative energy from of the town and street? Well, okay, so... As frightening as that would be, especially since he was really loud and like very animated when he was talking, like his arms and stuff flailing around. The fact that he took out two lollipops, handed them to you, and then left you alone. Right. Well, at the same time, though, um, kids see things that adults don't, and they hear things that adults don't. Right. That is true. And when, especially when you're that little, four and five. But I mean, that's weird. That I mean, and they both remember it vividly. Vividly. So it can't be. I don't like the the things that scared me when I was that age because uh-huh. I did experience a lot of things that were scary are very vivid. Yeah. Like I can remember it like it was yesterday. I don't have any videos reminding me of what it was like. Yeah. You know, like I don't have any pictures reminding me what it was like. Like yeah. you do when you're like, oh, I, yeah, I remember that. I remember watching the home video from that. Yeah. It's burnt into your no, memory. No, it is burnt into my memory. And I yeah. remember it very, very vividly and how I felt. So yeah. I can imagine... It's just weird Mary Poppany. <laughs> right? Yeah, Wait, Mary Poppany. Because it, it, it floats down and then floats up. At least it wasn't uh-huh. a balloon. Oh, my gosh. A balloon? I thought it, it was an umbrella. umbrella. I, no, so at least it wasn't a balloon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I wish that he would have included the details that his brother filled in that he had forgotten about. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Because it would be nice to know because... Maybe it would have given us more of a clue as to why. Yeah. Or like what he was saying. Or what he was saying or whatever. Right. But it's, but that's. Well, yes, it is creepy. It's super creepy. For sure. It's, it's an odd, odd experience. Okay. So this last one isn't a ghost story. It's actually a horror story slash who dodged a bullet story. Okay. So this, uh, this gentleman says, this is my clown horror story that still haunts me after 40 years. So there I was on a Greyhound bus on my way to college in 1973 from Philadelphia. The bus was about two hours out of, of Chicago. A man switched seats and sat next to me. He asked inappropriate questions and wanted to take me out on the town, acting like he wanted to be my buddy. I kept telling him no. This guy was creepy. He was about 40. I was 19 and a male. He told me this. He told me his life story. He did odd jobs, dressed as a clown to amuse children. He said he even had a handcuff trick, too. Oh, dear. Anybody else know where this is going? Me. (laughs) Finally, he got up to leave and squeezed my hand, saying, you will live another day. Ew. He did an evil, haughty laugh, looking me in the eyes, and I knew what he meant. Many years later, I switched on the TV, and there he was. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, with gray hair, he was in prison, and a serial killer, they named him the clown, and it was John Wayne Gacy. Yep. Oh, oh my. Nope, nope, nope. That's... That's frightening. Frightening. 
Now, out of all of those, (laughs) that would have scared me the most. Yes. 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 Because that, like, not that paranormal stuff can't be scary and these things are are freaky, but, like, you're talking about... Reality. Reality and the fact that you dodged a huge bullet and not being number 34. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, because, like, the ghost encounters that you have, your brain can push it aside and pretend that it didn't happen. Yes. Yes. And then even after you have that experience, you question yourself, did I really have that experience? Did that really just happen to me? And then you can grow up and forget about it or grow up and question. But something like this? Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's not going to kill you, but this will. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to wonder, like, how many times did that happen? How many times did someone say no to him? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember watching the Gacy tapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he where he did do that whole handcuff thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, it's nope, terrifying. Nope. So everybody, I hope you enjoyyed this episode. It's our little uh, short episode. And please like and subscribe. And as always, stay ghosty, my peeps. Just sit right there and you'll hear a tale, a tale of dark cast shows that started with a tight-knit team, but look how much we've grown. As 2022 progressed, sadly some shows were lost, yet new ones joined up with the team and now our network's boss. Hell yeah, our network's boss. Our shows cover the spooky things like cryptid schools and ghosts. The demons of your nightmares are best friends with our hosts. I bet they know our shows. The tone is dark and creepy. Some talk about disease, conspiracy, and murderers. Mass hysteria and some cults. So much true crime and so much more here on Darkcast Network. Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal, on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast, and Cold Spot Paranormal Research. And you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.